children's ministry. Today, many of the teachers were on holiday. That's why the children are here with us. But hopefully next Sunday, the children's ministry will be back. Amen? Are you ready for receiving the word of God? Okay. Today I will be the preacher. And let's pray before we start. God has a word for us. Are you ready for that? Are you feeling hot? (laughs) I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit can hit your heart. Amen. As the same this weather is make you feel hot, your heart can be burning for the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Beloved Jesus. We thank you very much for this time. We thank you for being gathered together in this place, Lord, as a body of Christ, Lord. And we pray that you can talk to us, Lord. Lord, may your Holy Spirit help us to understand your word, Lord, and help us to live in a way that we can glorify your name, Lord. I bless all my brothers and sisters, Lord. I bless all the kids in this place, Lord, and I pray that you can, Lord, bring your peace to our hearts, Lord, and help us, Lord, to listen, Lord, and to understand what you are going to talk to us today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and I thank you very much. Amen. Amen. Today, I would like to talk about spiritual gardening. Who here likes to do gardening? Let's see your hands. Do you like gardening? Do you like flowers? Josias loves. Yes. Oh, I love gardening. I'm not very good, but Mars is very good. Then I just enjoy what he does. (laughs) But uh, who here have have planted a grape grape wine or any other plant that needs a trellis? You know what this trellis is like a support that you 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 put for uh, some plants to to go around, then they can flourish or they can like uh, produce fruits. Because if you have a grape grape uh, wine, if you allow it to stay like without the trellis, how can you reap a good grape? Can you reap something good if it's on the floor? No. Need to go up, then you can take it. Then you have clean grapes, you have nice grapes, but if it's on the floor, it cannot grow. And uh, Jesus said in John 15, 5, let's read together. Let's read everybody together. I am the wine. You are the branches. If you remain in me, I and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Tell your brother or your sisters beside you, you are the branch. Jesus is the? What's Jesus is? Jesus is the vine. Then we need the trellis. To, to grow. In the same way, we need this structure that will help us to grow. We, and we call this structure 
some authors call these structures rule of life. And this word comes from the Greek, and then it's linked with the word trellis. Then the word trellis, it's linked with the word rule. Because it's like you have this structure to help the, the plant to grow. And then sometimes when we, we hear this word rule, we start thinking about something that is very strict, uh, full of restrictions, and we can think about them as, but I would like for you to think about as guidelines or a structure on which to grow. Without a trellis for support, climbing wines and branches never reach their potential. The same is true for us. We need some structures for us to grow in our spiritual life. We need the, it can change, like it can change as we find what works in our context. Like some people need more instruction in one area, some people need more instruction in another area. And we will learn about what I'm talking about, but I need to give this like background for you. And uh, the preaching of today is called Rule of Life. Amen? We're going to learn today about Rule of Life. We're going to learn about how to build a trellis for us to grow in our spiritual life, in our even emotional life. And then this is important for you to understand. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, if you desire to serve him well, to grow, you will need to have a structure that will help you to do that. We need to combine spiritual practice that will help us to grow. I mean, build good habits that will help us to have a strong faith. We are called, as a Christian, to copy Jesus, to live like him. He's our model. And then that's why we need to... some structures in our lives doesn't follow the word of God. And we need to, to find what is not obeying the Lord and we need to put something that pleases the Lord Jesus. The problem with us as a Christian is that we are not intentional. We tend to be like functional instead. We live our lives in autopilot. You know what means autopilot? You do things automatically automatically. We don't pay attention. And then we need to, to find what, is, what you're doing automatically is not pleasing the Lord and change for things that will please our God. For example, some of your rules of life can be like coming to church every Sunday, going to cell meetings. Some people go to cell meetings during the week, come, comes to prayer meetings, and for some, you have maybe the habit to read the Bible 10 minutes every day and pray, maybe before go to bed or when you woke up. Then you have like a kind of structure, but to grow, we need more. Because my question to you, I would like for you to examine your own heart. Do you see yourself as a fruitful grape wine? Are you fully connect to Jesus 24 hours? Are you fully connect to him every time, every hour of your day? 
are just when you come to church, just when you go to the cell meeting, just when you come to the prayer meeting, just when you read your Bible for maybe 10, 30 minutes. If you love God and you want to grow spiritually, you need to make better choice in how you are going to use your time. Because sometimes we put God in small times of our day and the rest there is no God. And then we don't grow spiritually. And we need to focus more. We need to develop more. Daniel is an example in the Bible. He lived in a country that did not believe in God. He lived in Babylonian and Babylon. The Babylonians used to seek the stars and images and practice many things that were against God's will, against God's law. But Daniel was able, able to keep himself faithful to God, even though he was working for the king of Babylon. And we are in the same situation. We are not living inside of the church every day. We are in this world. And for example, because Daniel had an structure of like a rule of life, he has a, he had a trellis that he could not that he could hold onto. We know from Daniel chapter 6, for example, that he used to pray every day three times a day. Then this is was, was something that protected his life because he was always in the presence of the Lord. Imagine yourself praying three times a day. Do you think you can do that? Stop to pray three times a day. In the morning, in the middle of the day, in the evening before you go to bed. I see some people say yes. Others thinking, I don't know how can I manage that. <laughs> but it's, we need to start thinking because Daniel used to do that. He also renounced certain activities such as eating the, king, the king's contaminated food. What I said about Daniel, about the three times a day, you can read in Daniel chapter 6. We are not going to read. And uh, about the food, you can read in Daniel chapter 1. And how about you? Do you have a structure? You have, do you have a trellis? Do you have good habits? Another example, for me it's wonderful, is the people of God in the book of Acts. Let's read Acts 2, 46 and 47. We have been studying about the, the church the early church, but I would like to focus on something here. And the verse 46 says, Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. When they used to meet in the temple courts? Every? Every day. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. We see here that they used to meet daily for prayer. And some scholars says they used to do that three times a day. The people, the early church used to go to the temple Three times a day. 
How many times do you come to church yourself? Some people say once, others will say maybe twice, others three times. But they used to come to church three times every day to seek the Lord. And after that, they went to work. But they, their lives were, they have this structure. That's why they grow. They were so strong in their faith. And then the persecution came. And what's happened with that people? Do they deny the Lord? No. no. Why not? They were strong. They were strong in their faith. They were seeking the Lord every time. They were they are very like focused in their faith. They were growing. We see this they they have good habits. Those good habits strengthen them and later when they the persecution come. They were not, they didn't deny the Lord. And nowadays, Christians have a very shallow relationship with God because they rely on the Sunday service and some people on the cell meeting. Many are still spiritual babies waiting for food from their leaders. We need to wake up, church, because we are going, you, me, each one of us, we are going to, to give count. We, are, we have to, to talk to the Lord before our God what we have done with our lives. Have you produced any fruit? Because don't expect to produce fruit just coming to church every Sunday. This is not the only food you can get. You need to feed yourself every day. You need to grow spiritually. We need to have this structure in your life. Amen. And uh, we need to not be babies anymore. Amen. And why should we build the trellis or rule of lives? Because when we do that, when we establish some rules in our lives, it's not something strict that is going to hold us very tight. But this is going to bring us close and near to God. And it's going to build a relationship with Him. If we establish new habits or strengthen the good ones, we are, we, our whole life is going to improve. In the Christian liter literature, there are many authors that talk about what I'm teaching today, the rule of life. And some of them divide in four categories. And let's look to the first one, prayer and devotional. Then it's imagine like you have four uh, stacks, like four pillars. That is it's, uh, your structure like is, is your trellis. And you have also to put some like in the horizontal. Then you can have this space for you as a branch to grow because you are connected to Jesus. Amen? We need to grow. And one of these is Bible and prayer. We need to grow in our relationship with the Lord like reading the Bible every day, studying the Bible, meditate on the Word of God. We need to have time of prayer. We need to learn to be quiet before the Lord, to listen what He's talking to us. Read good Christian books. We need to invest our time in, 
in this part, like the prayer and devotional, this is one point. Second one, rest. Did you know that God is interested in your rest? He, he would you like to see you resting? Why? Because if you don't rest, you cannot produce. If you are always tired, how can you do something for him? You need to rest. You need to learn to depend on the Lord. Like, have a day off. You need to take one day off. Like, you don't do the chores of your house. You don't work. You have a day to enjoy your, yourself, to enjoy your family. You have to sleep well. Don't bring your cell phone to your bed. Take it out and go to bed and relax. Sleep well every night because if you don't sleep, you are not going to be able even to work. And you cannot even pray in the morning because you are tired. Also to have rec rec recreation and fun time. We need to, to spend good time with our family, play with our kids. If you are not married, play with your wife, your husband, like, sorry, with your friends. If you have no children, you can play with your kids. Oh, I'm mixing everything, sorry. If you don't have kids, you play with your partner. Uh, my kids are not home, and sometimes my, Marcio and I, we have a good time together. We, we find a way to enjoy ourselves. We need to develop this. Third point, sorry, work and activity. God gives you gifts. God gives you talents. Use your talents to the, to the glory of the Lord. You have, if you have talents, if you are good with kids, if you are good to, like, to serve like in the reception, if you love praying, if you love dancing, singing, playing instruments, you can use your talents. I love counseling people. And I use my time. Like I work in a, in a place here called So Sad, and I don't receive any money. I, I give my time. To, to bless people. I go to Hope Cafe and I help there in that place. I do everything for free because it's the gift that God gave me and I go there to help people. And if you have gifts, you have talents, you have to use this for the glory of God. Maybe it's not going to be here inside of the church, but you can bless others with your gifts. Amen. You need to find a way to, to, to use this for the glory of God. Another point, maybe you think, oh, Pastor, I don't think he, this is something that belongs to, the, like he, God is, has some interest on that. But take care of your physical body. Because if you, are, if you are not well, if you are not healthy, how can you serve the Lord? We need to take care of our healthy. We need to eat healthy, we need to do exercise because then we're going to be able to do better for the Lord. This is something that you, we need to focus also. And fourth point, relationship. Emotional health, we need to take care. If you are very anxious, you need to learn how to calm down. We need to learn to trust in the Lord. We need to build good relationship with family, spend time with them, also with friends. 
And all of these are areas in our lives that we need to work. Maybe you're going to say, oh, pastor, I'm very good with my family, but my prayer life is not well. Then you work more in that area. Maybe you say, oh, my prayer life is okay, but uh, my uh, care of, with my body is not okay. Then there is different areas, and you, you can explore as you feel what you need to work. But all of this we call rule of life. We work on different areas to improve our lives. Amen. And sometimes it's hard to change, to do something different because we have bad habits. Do you have bad habits? Yes? <laughs> All of us, we have bad habits. And then how to change a bad habit? How to, to improve? How to do different? Uh, maybe your structure is not stable enough because you don't have good habits. Or maybe you try to change, but at some point you went back to an old habit. And I would you like to use part of this preaching now to explain to you something like is maybe will shift in your mind. Because sometimes we don't understand things and that's why we just keep doing some like we have bad habits. Do you know how a habit works? Habit is an automatic behavior. This is something that you do automatically. You don't think about. Like you to brush, to brush your teeth. Do you have to think about it? No, you just go put it in. You do automatic. Some people have to think. <laughs> And uh, how, it's, how is it born? It's a process in our brain. Like it's, they say, I'm going to explain a very simple way. It's a three-step loop. Three-step loop, like something that is go round and round and round. The first point, is start with a trigger or a cue. Like start with a feeling or like a place, a person, a word or a sound. Let me give you one example. Like you hear the sound of some message coming to your phone. Bling! What do you do? Sorry? You check it. You check it. And then after you check it, what do you do? Maybe you answer, maybe. Do you put down quickly? No, <laughs> because you become addicted to it. And then they caught you because they know how, how a habit works. And that's why then, just for you to understand, the cue or the trigger is the pling, is the sound. Then the routine, you take it because you're going to feel some pleasure as you read. What's the pleasure? Normally... Distraction. You feel like I can distract myself for what I'm doing. This is the, the reward, the, the, the feeling of feeling distracted. Then you have this feeling. And after maybe one hour, you realize you, you distract too much. <laughs> but then like, there is like the trigger, then comes the routine, 
that can be physical, mental, or emotional, and then the reward. And then you see three points. Trigger, it's like, it uh, can be like a feeling. You feel hungry, then you go to the kitchen, you open your fridge, and then you, ca- you get something to eat. Sometimes you smell like you, you are going through, for example, a supermarket, and then you smell bread, and then you go there and you get it, and then after you say, oh, I don't, I don't need this bread, but the smell make you buy the bread. And sometimes we do things automatically. We, we don't think. And then uh, repetition is a way to form habits. But we need to understand habits can be ignored, can be changed, or can be replaced. Our brain loves habits. Why? Because you spend less energy when you don't need to think about them. Did you know that 20% of your oxygen goes to your brain? Your brain needs 20% of your oxygen that you breathe. And of course, your brain doesn't want to think too much. The more habits you have, better for your brain. Because then you don't need to... Think too much. You, do, you just do things automatically. You just go and do things in a way that you don't think too much. And uh, for example, you are... Uh, uh, you, I'm going to give some examples for you to understand how you can change a habit. I'm going to give five steps. You need to create... A new cue, like make things easy, encourage the the good cues, the good triggers. Did you know for you to change a habit, to do something, you have just 20 seconds to do that. 20 seconds to make a decision. Let me explain to you. Like, for example, you want to read your Bible every night. And then... Where your Bible needs to be? Far away from you. No, it needs to be very close. And then you establish, like, I go to bed, the first thing I'm going to do is read my Bible. Then where your Bible needs to be? Close to you. And where your phone needs to be? (laughs) Far away. Because I know... If your phone, if our phone is beside us in the bed, of course I'm not going to get my Bible. I'm going to get the, the phone. Then if you need to build a new habit of reading the Bible, you put the Bible beside your bed and your phone far away from you. To develop it in my own life, I start putting my phone to charge in my in other bedroom. I put him outside of the bedroom said, I don't need this phone here for now. And then I, I start developing the habit of reading. Good? Or if you want to start doing exercise in the morning, what you do? Before you go to bed, you organize your clothes and put beside you. When you cup, the first thing you're going to see your clothes to do exercise. And then you remember yourself, okay, I decide I'm going to do exercise. And then you wear and go. If you want to change the habit like eating healthy, 
What you have to do? Buy a lot of junk food and put in your fridge. No, you're gonna buy good food, healthy food. You have to think about your food before. Because if you don't think before, when you get home and you are hungry, hungry, <laughs> and you're hungry, what you're gonna do? You're gonna take the first thing you see. But if you, if you thought before, if you planned, when you got home, you're gonna go to some fruit or some salad because you, pref you prepare it before. And you have to organize yourself. This is like a, a way, make things easy. Encourage the good cues. Amen? Second, develop a routine. Do it many times until it becomes a habit. Like if you want to start reading, you put your Bible every night. If you want to start doing exercise, you put the clothes every day. If you want to eat healthy, you prepare it every week or every day. You have to do it const constantly because if you don't do it, what's going to happen? You're not going to develop this habit. Um, for example, if you want to start reading even a book, some people say, I cannot read a book. My attention, I cannot focus to, to read a book. You start reading, for example, maybe 10 minutes every day. And then you're going to start feeling pleasure to doing that. And then bit by bit, you will be able to increase your time. Three, don't leave the reward only for the end. If you are on a diet, don't reward yourself when you lose all the weight you aim. You have to reward yourself like maybe every day or every week. For example, if you are doing exercise, the reward can be at the end of the day, I'm going to watch something nice on my TV or I'm going to have a, a, not a... I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna meet someone, I'm gonna go with my friend to do something. You have to reward yourself because this, the reward at, that keeps us uh, going in our change of habits. If you don't reward, you're gonna stop it. You need to feel pleasure for what you are doing, for the changes that you are doing. If you don't feel pleasure, you, you're gonna feel like a punishment, and then you're not going to change. For example, if you like, if you want to start doing exercise, you have to find an exercise that you like. I prefer doing gymnastics instead of running. And then I start doing that, and now I'm enjoying to do that. And then you need to understand, because there is pleasure as we do things. There is, we need to find this reward. And uh, the Bible tells ab about that. Let's read together. Uh, Psalm 1, verse 1 and 2. Blessed is the one who does not, do, does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight, say with me, delight. Delight in the law of the Lord, and who meditates in the law day and night. Like there is delight in the things of the Lord. You're going to find it 
in his presence. And this is the reward that you need to keep going. Amen. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Why am I showing you this verse? Because when we walk with Jesus, he is the way. And as we walk with him, we're going to have this pleasure to walk with him. Because sometimes we think, oh, my reward is going to be when I am in heaven. No, my dear, your reward is every day because Jesus is the way. He is walking with you. Amen. He's walking with you. Jesus told us in Matthew 6, 6, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret, what is going to do? He will reward you. Amen. There is reward in prayer. It's so good when we go to the presence of the Lord. Sometimes we say, oh, I have to pray. Pastor said I have to pray. After you kneel and you are there in his presence, you're going to start feeling this reward. Try. You will see. Amen. When we are changing habits, it's good to talk to others because then people can help us. Then another tip, commit with a group of people. When we give accountability, we tend to be more committed to our changes. Because if I commit just to myself, sometimes I will... Huh? I, no one knows what I'm. No one knows that I'm doing diet. No one knows that I want to read more. And then nobody's gonna help me to remember. And then I will stop. But if I commit to someone, then these persons can ask, "How are you doing? Oh, I see you lose some weight. Well done. Keep doing. Are you having some problems? How can I help you? And then to whom you can give accountability?" Like can be to your discipler or your leader, maybe your parents or a close friend. If you go to a therapist, can be your therapist. Some that she, someone that you know and trust. Amen. Five, commit with the one who lives inside of you. This is very, very important as a Christian. We are temple of the Holy Spirit. He is our Lord, and we are called to please him. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Do you know that your bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And then you have to build good habits. Why? Because God lives in you. He's inside of you. And don't sin against God. But give glory to God with your life. With the rules of your life. With the way you live. Because you are supposed to glorify him every day with everything that you do. Amen. Remember, the rule of life 
the trellis is the support for us to grow and to produce good fruits. What are those fruits? They are the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22-25 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, let's say it together. It's love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things where there is no law, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We need to understand, beloved brothers and sisters, we are nearly, nearly finishing. We need to understand, to have a structure, to have a rule of life, is going to help us. Because remember, we are the branches. Jesus is the wine. We need to be connected, to be fruitful. If, if he, a branch is connected to the trunk, he, the, the branch will produce fruit. But if there is no connection, we cannot bear fruit. And what fruit I will bear? You're going to bear the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to bear this, but how can, what you need to do? You need to work in your lifestyle, in your rule of life. You need to, to find ways to bring you close to God more and more. I told, and I, I will just repeat, like we need to build, we need to work in our spiritual life about reading the Bible and um, praying we need to work in our relationship with people. We need to use our gifts. And we need also to learn how to rest. Because if you don't work in all these areas, your life is going to be unbalanced. And then you are not going to produce fruits. Because imagine, you can work, you can pray a lot, you can read the Bible. But if you're always tired, when someone comes to you, you're going to say, What? I don't like you. Get out of me. Because you're tired all the time. Your mind is tired. Then if you don't have good relationship with your family, then we need to work in all these areas. We need to put God inside of all these areas. And as we work on all of this, we can grow and we can produce the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? Final tips. Listen to your heart. This, your heart desires when discerning your rule. Go, God often speaks to us through them. Probably you need to work more in, in, in your spiritual or maybe in your relationship. You need to listen to God. Don't try to, to work in all these four areas because you're not going to be able to, to work in all of them in one time. You need to go step by step. Make sure your rule includes some joy, play, and fun. Like I said, the new habits need to, do, need to be something that you're going to work and you're going to feel pleasure on, uh, on that. Take babe steps. Don't make your rule impossible to follow. Give yourself a lot of grace to experiment. Engage in trial and error and discover, and discover the yoke. Like uh, Jesus wants to walk with you. 
Jesus wants to be your helper. And you need to find the balance. Reject perfectionism and have yokes that crush you. Figure out how much structure you need. Some people need a lot, others will need little. I want to read just a, a, a little testimony of a lady, Deborah, her name. She said, of the years, I have also struggled with the amount of structure to build into a rule. People I respect deeply have details rule with set times of prayer and also on. They tell me that if I don't get up 6.30 each morning and take a half hour of prayer time, that they will never get to, the, to, the day, to their day. But, the, but that doesn't work for me. It makes me feel spiritual life into something like a, a list, to-do list. And it becomes a chore and not a blessing. Over the years, I have found that my rule of prayers need to be more open-ended. And I committed to pray daily, but how and when I do that varies from day to day. Because this lady understood that she wants to be in the presence of the Lord. But don't try to follow my way. Discover your way. Find how you can build this rule of life for you to grow. Because each one of us, we are called to grow spiritually. We are called to produce fruits for the Lord. And it, this is our responsibility. Amen. And just to finish, I would like to show one picture. It's just for you to visualize this trellis. You see, that plant was able to grow because there is this structure. And I hope your life can be like that. You find this structure, you find a way, and it must be daily. Because if you do, for example, if you pray like, only on Monday, do you think this branch can be stable and produce fruit? Because it's like you're putting the stock and you're taking. You put and taking. No, no, need to be daily. Need to be something that you do regularly. Amen. And uh, let's stand up now. Let's start, like, have this time of prayer. And I would like for you to start like thinking about your own life. Close your eyes. How is your devotional life? Like your time you spend with Bible, meditating and, or studying the Bible. How is your prayer life? Do you need to change? Do you need to spend more time? Ask the Lord to help you find a time and set this time. Decide, I will do it. Remember, just 20 seconds to change a habit. Sometimes we decide to do things, but we wait for so long. But remember, you need to, when you decide, just go and do it. Another point, do you ever rest? Do you have a day off? Do you work? Like, do you have a good night's sleep? Do you spend time playing with your family, enjoying your family? The third point, 
Do you invest in your work activities? Do you use your gifts to serve the body of Christ? To care for your, and do you care also for your physical body? And how is your relationship with your family, friends, and your relationship even with yourself, your emotional health? All those points are part of a structure that needs to be stable. If it isn't stable, you will never bear fruits. I would like for you to imagine now a grapevine growing without a trellis. What is going to happen with its fruits? They will be destroyed or never grow properly. If you are stuck, if you are feeling stuck, I would like to invite you now to start talking to the Lord. Say, Lord, I, I have some problems, Lord. I have difficulty, Lord, to change some of my habits, Lord. And I pray for you now. Start praying, start talking to him. Say, Lord, help me, Lord. I want to grow more in your presence, Lord. I want to be stable, Lord. I want to have this structure in my life, Lord. Help me with the areas, Lord, that I'm not strong. Help me with the areas, Lord, that I'm not growing, Lord. Help, help me in the areas that I'm, I'm stuck, Lord. Please, Father, come, to, come now to my brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, touch their lives now, Lord. Help them, Lord, in their, their weakness, Lord. Help them to remember, Lord, about this word, Lord. And help them to have, Lord, new habits, different decisions in their lives, Lord. Help them, Lord, to, to be more close to their family members, Lord. To spend time with them, Lord. Help them to use their gifts, their talents to your glory, Lord. To not hide them, Lord. Help them to learn to rest in your presence, Lord. Father, help them, Father. Oh, Lord, to, to stay more, Lord, close to you when they pray, when they read the Bible, Lord. To really spend time in your presence, Lord. Not in a hurry, Lord, but to enjoy your presence, Lord. Like you promised, Lord. You're going to reward us, Lord, when we, we go in your presence, Lord. When we go to our bedroom, Lord. When we close the door, Lord. You promise a reward, Lord, to all of us, Father. And I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord. They can find pleasure in your presence, Lord. They can, Lord, enjoy being with you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us to remember, Lord, that you live in, in us, Lord. And we want to do, Lord, everything that is going to glorify your name, Lord. Help us to remember, Lord, that you call us to be a copy of Jesus, Lord. To walking in this earth, Lord, like Jesus walked, Lord. Help us to remember, Lord, that we have you, Holy Spirit, that is going to help us, Lord. That is going to guide us, Lord, in every step of our lives, Father. Thank you very much, Lord. And I bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. And I declare, Lord, oh, Lord, a blessed week for each family that is here today, Lord. Bless them, Lord, and guide them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And don't miss your cell group. Because I will send to the leaders one sheet for them. 
to give to you, and then you're going to be able to write and plan better your rule of life or your trellis. Amen? And then don't miss your cell meeting this week. Amen? God bless you. And hug or say hello to your brothers and sisters. And God bless you this week. Amen? Amen.